Hi and welcome to the Final Whistle. I'm Deepan Raj. And I'm Raushan. Some good news read Singapore football over the last week, Raushan, where Harry Bird Whistle became the first Singaporean-born player to sign professional terms with an English Premier League club. Of course, that being Wolverhampton Wanderers. Certainly very exciting, Deepan, especially being Singapore-born and all that. But I know some people out there will throw in names like Terry Butcher, Neil Callaghan, who were born in Singapore also. But we are specifically talking about top-tier English football, the English Premier League. Yep, and I had some friends who asked me, Harry Bird Whistle, wasn't Ben Davis the, the first to you know, sign professional terms with an English Premier League club? Uh, but the difference is, uh, three key differences from my mind is that Harry was born in Singapore. Uh, I believe Ben was born in, in Thailand, Phuket. Uh, and then for Harry's case, one of his parents is actually a Singaporean. His mom is a Singaporean, oh. while his dad is British. While Ben's parents are Thai and Brit, I believe. Uh, mm. And also, uh, most importantly, I would say, which connects Harry to Singapore is the fact that he has lived here up till he was 13 before he made the move to Britain. Uh, never lived anywhere else. Whereas for Ben, I believe he spent plenty of time in London and Phuket, of course, where his parents were based. So these key differences really make both story, uh, stories very different, I would say. Of course. But enough about the brickbats who want to downplay the significance of this whole thing. So let's get on with the man himself. Harry, a real pleasure to have you with us. Firstly, congratulations on securing the deal with Wolves. How are you feeling? Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, feeling really good, really blessed. Um, you know, I've worked so hard to be here and um, it's finally happened. I'm very happy, but it's only the beginning. So a lot more to look forward to. You say it's only the beginning, but I want to go back to the actual beginning. Which part of Singapore did you grow up in? And was your family a sporting one? Um, I feel like my family's always been involved with sport. You know, on the weekends, we'd always, if we weren't playing foot, playing sports, playing football, we'd be watching football on TV. Uh, you know, my dad um, used to play rugby. My mum was very athletic. She used to run. Uh, she says I got all the athleticism from her, but I'm not too sure. Uh, so where, where did you pick up football as a sport? I mean, when did you realise that uh, I really want to be a footballer? Is it from watching TV or just, you know, playing that sport quite often on weekends and weekdays in Singapore? I think um, whenever I played when I was younger, I enjoyed myself. And obviously, my idol was Cristiano Ronaldo. I used to see him on TV all the time. You know, everywhere in Singapore, everyone watches Premier League football. <clears throat> and most people support Manchester United. Like um, us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I've always just enjoyed it, enjoyed watching, enjoyed playing, and all my friends played as well, so it helped. You know, when we talk about, sorry, when we talk about um, football in general, I think uh, a lot of people forget the foundations uh, of of youth Mm. football. Uh, And I hear that someone who was quite uh, key to your upbringing as a footballer was uh, current Tampanese Rovers head coach Gavin Lee. Uh, I think you spent some time being coached by him when you were at JSSL Academy in Singapore. Um, how important was he to your development, Harry? Yeah, you know, um, Gavin's coached me when I was um, younger. Um, I didn't spend too much um, time training specifically with him um, as I got on, as I moved uh, clubs. But, you know, yeah, learned some things from him. And I know a lot of my friends who play there now have learned many, many things from him. So, yeah. <clears throat> Harry, you're 17 going 18 at the start of December, right? So I just want to know if you track back, at which point in your life did you, uh, you play football, all of us do, but when did the switch 
to I'm gonna want to become a professional footballer hit you? I think when I was 11, I saw you know what I needed to do to get where I am now, mm. and that was the point where I really decided you know I'm gonna do it because before that I knew what I needed to do, but I wasn't sure if I could, if I would. You know, there's not a lot of people who move halfway across the world without their family sure. when they're 13, yeah. and yeah. with with no promises as well. You know what I mean? It's it's, mm. it's a it's a it's a huge risk, a huge gamble in your life. You know, I gave it all my friends, my family, my country, everything. So, yeah. Uh, did you ever, you know, when you were younger, uh, play for any of the like age group teams in Singapore? I mean, were you? Did you ever approach like FAS or even some of the clubs here in Singapore? Did you ever play with them? I played with. I did. I didn't play with the FAS teams. I played with F seventeen. Ah, F seventeen. Okay. I played F seventeen for a short while. You know, I just moved around the, the some of the other clubs like JSSL, ISA, uh, mm. but I didn't really get involved because I wasn't at local school, so it was ah, wasn't okay. really yeah with the FAS. And Harry, you talk about going to the UK without anything concrete, anything like that. But how did then this opportunity to get involved with Wolves show up? Yeah, you know, um, Wolves came and held some camps in Singapore. They um, came over to Singapore um, and, you know, sh really showed us what they do mm. and how they do it and, you know, really inspired me. So I said to myself, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try go for it. I'm going to move to England, um, um, board here, move here, and hopefully I can get an opportunity with Wolves. And it happened, so... Uh, it's yeah. quite fun, quite quite in incredible that you have uh, wolves coming here to have camps. Uh, mm. When I was younger, I only had like church camps to, to go to. <laughs> I didn't have like a. Wolves I didn't even camp. know he went to church. <laughs> yeah, it was secret, bro. But I just revealed here. But but I want to ask, right? Like, um, so they had a training camp here. Did you go to the training camp with any like visions of somehow ending up at uh, wolves in England, or did you just go to the training camp just to see what it's like? I feel they came over. I think three times. The first two times I just you know went with my friends I wanted to enjoy myself learn some things just have fun and the third time I really said you know I want to like impress them make them remember me um mm. show them how I'm how good I am so and, and when did I you did. realize that you had impressed them like did someone one of the coaches tell you hey, uh, look Harry I think you've done quite well here like when did that moment arrive and how did you feel um it was when they invited me back to England. They invited me back to England to have an academy experience. I played in a game for the real under-13s team against wow. Stoke City, I think. And I scored two goals. You know, I, 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 was the best, I was the best player in the pitch in that game. And, you know, coming from Singapore, I had progressed hmm. to be on the same level as the kids here with yeah. no academy training, no... You know, all the things I have here, the proper gym, the nutritionists, the different coaches. I was training, you know, by myself um, with individual coaches and I managed to get as good as the players here. So they were really shocked at how that could happen. Just hearing you say that, I've got goosebumps when you say you're mingling with players from there, yet coming from Singapore almost. Harry, I just want to talk about Singapore itself. You grew up here for a big part of your childhood, right? What are some things you miss at the moment about Singapore? 
I miss so, so many things. Of course, my family, my family's still mm. there. I miss a lot of my friends who are still at school there. I miss the food. You know, at Singapore food, I tell everyone around the world it's the best. And it is the best. There, um, there's decent there's decent Singapore food in London, no? I mean, a bit pricey, but not, not the same. Not really. It's like, yeah, not the same. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like a knockoff version. They try to replicate okay. it. But yeah. when you're from yeah. Singapore, you know what it should taste like. It's not yeah. the same. Yeah. Mm. Fair, fair. You, you talk about missing family um, I, I know you know it's such an incredible sacrifice to, uh, to go over to another country to, uh, while your mom and I believe your siblings are still here in Singapore uh, how yeah. often do you connect with them and you know do you guys uh, talk every week every day how is it like yeah you know I try to uh, keep in touch with all my families and my grandparents my aunts my uncles my cousins Mm. Um, and we try to speak on the phone, on FaceTime as much as possible. It's very difficult, especially with the time difference. You know, there's seven hour, maybe sometimes eight hour time difference. Um, especially I work in the mornings um, to try to get a time for both of us that works. But yeah, with COVID especially, it's been hard to see them in person, face to face. So try to speak on video call on Zoom, on FaceTime as much as possible. Sorry, sorry, Harry, just want to, to pick up on something. Um, I, I'm imagining myself moving over to another country when I'm 13 and and um, and not having my mom with me. And it even thinking of that actually gets me a bit emotional in a sense where I don't think I'll be able to cope that well with it. Uh, I know there, there should have been some tough nights for you, I would say, where uh, you go back to your place and you, know, you think of your family and all. Uh, how difficult is it to get through those days and what do you tell yourself to you know, really make yourself feel better? Yeah, of course. I had to really man up and grow up you know at such a young age and become completely independent at, a, at such a young age you know when I was living at home if I had a tough day I could speak about my parents you know mm. I could say to my mom or dad you know I don't really want to go to school tomorrow I've had such a yeah. tough day today and sometimes they let me off you know what I mean and there it's every day is as tough as the day before so you, yeah. you have to keep you have to keep going keep going or you're going to get left behind so you know I had to just really like um, remember why I was there remember the sacrifice and you know I used to say to myself you've come so far you can't turn back now you know it'd mm. just be a wall of waste of so course. I, that kept me going as well how does your typical day work I mean do you go to training in the morning and then have school after or or how does the typical day in Harry's life work in England <laughs> um, so now I'm 17 I uh, left school actually so last Two years ago, it would it would be more. Oh, my days, my weeks were crazy. You know, it would be um, nine to three thirty school, and then I'd be at the club straight after school, four o'clock to maybe eight thirty, and then uh, I'd come home nine o'clock and go straight to sleep. So you know, I'd be out all all day every day. Yeah. Maybe yeah. if I was lucky, I'd have Sunday off. Um, but nowadays, my days are more. Um, are better for me, you know, allows me to recover better. So I say I'm in usually nine o'clock in the morning. And then, you know, we do different things, different days, gym, stretches, yoga, and then we train. And we usually finished around uh, 32 o'clock each day. Mm-hmm. And I still do um, business now. I still learn a business A-level. Oh, wow. And uh, I do a B-Tech course as well in sports. So Fantastic. still very busy. <laughs> 
Harriet, I have to ask you, you mentioned being away from family, being alone and stuff like that. It, the club is obviously aware of the situation you're in, right? And there must be some sort of support that they provide you. Is that is that at all happening? Yeah, of course, the club, um, there's lots of people around the club who are very supportive. They understand what um, I'm going through, what sacrifice I've been through. There's some other players who have also moved away from home, obviously not as far as me, but still uh, without their family. And the team's very supportive. There's people around the club, like the psychologists who help you, speak to you. And yeah, it's, it's really, it's really good. And just your living situation, sorry, just to understand it a bit more, are you living in a shared accommodation with a couple of other players who train with you or what's the situation there? Um, so right now I live with my friend and his family. So my friend okay. plays for Wolves as well. Okay. Uh, he's another Wolves player and he's, you know, let me in with his family. So I li currently live with his family. Right, that's nice. Uh, we've got to ask, right, uh, do you keep tabs at all with uh, Singapore football, be it the national team or even the Singapore Premier League at all? Yeah, I see I see it, especially when my friends post about it. So I've seen, um, what I think, the under-22, under-21s, they won. Under-23s, yeah. yes. Threes, yeah. The under-23, sorry. I've seen them, you know, they got four points in the group, um, if I'm not wrong. Yes. Um, and they got an upcoming game against... South who, Korea. South Korea. South Korea. Mm. South Korea, yeah, I see that. And I see, obviously, when, when my friends score, when they play, when they post about each other. Yeah. Uh, you, when you, you talk about these friends, sorry, uh, you're referring to the guys currently in the under-23 team. Uh, the who were you friends with uh, back here in Singapore? So, I speak a bit with Ilhan, um, Karan Sobti, Ilhan Fandi, Mark Ryan Tan, Daniel Crichton, um, quite a few who I used to play with, who I just used to know. Yeah. yeah, it's quite heartening to, to hear that uh, you still keep in uh, keep on on their progress in the sense where uh, you do yeah, follow definitely. them and all. It's just quite great to see that. Definitely. I've seen the interactions between uh, you guys on social media before, and it's nice to see that it continues despite you being all the way there and celebrating each other despite the different places. Right? I'd like to move yeah. on now to to Wolves. You've had the chance to train with the first team at Wolves, and that itself is pretty mind blowing when I say it. So we have to ask you a little about the team. What is Adama Traore like during training? And honestly, how long does this guy spend in the gym? So the guy is huge. Like, <laughs> I don't think you understand. You see him on TV, but in person, he's huge. Like He's like a bodybuilder. Like, I mean, there's no other footballers like with his body. He's a, literally a proper bodybuilder. To qualify for bodybuilding competitions. And so sorry, Unreal. I've seen I've seen something about him oiling his arms before a game. Is that true? Can you clear this up for us? No, yeah, he does do it in games. He doesn't do it in training. And it's just because okay. obviously people people pull on his arms in games and he had problems, I think, with his shoulder. I'm not too sure. So okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But but this yeah. opportunity smart. to to train with wolves are uh, uh, when were you told that, you know, uh, look, Harry, uh, you're going to be training uh, with the first team for a bit? And did you feel like that was the most surreal moment since you've got there? Um, yeah, you know, it's just like a day-to-day -day thing. You never know who you're going to be training with tomorrow. So I could be told five minutes before the training session, you know, Harry, with the first team today or the groups with the first team today. It's really just based on what the first team manager wants and needs on the specific days. So... Um, yeah, and obviously it was a great moment for me training with the players who I, who I see on TV and who I've looked up to before. So, yeah.
who were some of the players that uh, really impressed you in a personal sense where uh, you trained with the first team and they were quite uh, guiding towards you? I mean, one name that stands out for me would be Connor Cody. I mean, what's your relationship like with the club captain? Yeah, you know, I haven't um, spent too much time with Connor Cody, but obviously he's a great leader in the group. He he speaks for the group. He, you know, he puts himself for he puts it he puts the group first. So yeah, he he's a good um, leader, good good example for the rest of the group and for the younger players especially. What about other players? I mean, who has impressed you in a personal sense? Um, is in footballing wise, footballing wise, or even uh, advice that you've heard from mm-hmm. them or guidance. Um, I think Ryan Aitnori, the left back. Yep. Um, he's so good with his feet, so technical, technically good, dribbling. Um, obviously Adama, um, crazy strong, fast. It's really hard to tackle him. Um, who else? I'm trying to think. Moutinho, of of course. Like he knows where you are all the time and how he cuts off the passes. It's so difficult mm. to play against him because it's not like he tackles you, but he reads where you're going to pass and intercepts all of your passes. Mm. So mm. I say those three. What about what about uh, Nelson Semido? I mean, you guys play in uh, the same position, right? Uh, what is one aspect of his game that you would like to have? Um, his experience. <laughs> you know, he's played with Messi, played with Ronaldo, he's played in the yeah. Champions League, he's played in um, all sorts of tournaments. So yeah, experience, I'd say. I, I I'm still hung up on Adama Traore's biceps, honestly. But Harry, uh, speaking of the gym, how much time do you spend training without the ball to make yourself a better footballer? Like gym, a swimming, lot. running. A lot, a lot, a lot. You know, like probably spend half an hour, 45 minutes every day before the training session and maybe an hour and a half every day after the training session. Um, I did, you know, lower body session today and just came home, had a had a yeah, bath for my legs and I'll go into the gym later on in the evening as well. So Fantastic. A lot, a lot of off-the-pitch work. I think, I think that's the part plenty don't realise almost. They think, ah, he's good at football, he made it as a footballer. But what you just talked me through, gym sessions in the morning, making time for us in between, and then going off to the gym again. It's it's, yeah. it's only going to ramp up from here, but that's what you sign up for, right? When you want to be a yeah, it's, footballer? Uh, yeah, it's, you got to dedicate your whole life to it. So I spent, I'd say today I spent 45 minutes in the gym before, and then we trained for an hour and a half, and then I spent an hour with just one other player doing some more um, 1v1 work crosses, and then I went into the gym, hour and a half in the gym, ate, a uh, quick shower on here and then in the gym later. So you really have to dedicate all your time to working and also recovering. Mm. Harry, you talked about uh, <laughs> right backs earlier. Um, who are some of the right backs in the world at the moment or even people around your age or, or maybe in their 20s, early 20s? Who are some of the right backs you look at and you try to emulate uh, in terms of who or where you want to be as a right back? I like how Hakimi plays for PSG. Mm. Um, say that's it really what Hakimi, about uh, I think a lot of people here in Singapore like to talk about Trent oh yeah, yeah Trent obviously Trent's a great player but I think um, my playing style is quite different to his mm-hmm. uh, but of course he's a world class player top for top player alright 
Uh, Harry, I've got to ask you this, right? Because in the last few days here in Singapore, uh, news has broke about the citizenship stuff in terms of um, the Singapore citizenship. Uh, and I understand that it's all been settled by your dad, perfectly understand that. Uh, but if there's anything that I would love to ask you is that, do you still harbor hopes of someday being able to don that red lion's kit? Of course, you know, um, Singapore is my home more than anywhere else in the world. Um, my family's still there. Um, I grew up around the culture and my friends are still there. And, you know, of course, of course, I hope hopefully um, everything works out for the best. And one day I can. <clears throat> yeah, That's you know, really, I don't really, really get, yeah, I don't really get involved in that stuff too much. I just try to focus on my football here. So hopefully, in my opinion, I hope. Yep, fingers crossed someday I'll be able to see you in person. I'll interview you as a Singaporean national team footballer and we'll all wait for the day someday. But just want to get uh, in on some lighthearted stuff. Uh, Mr. Raushanya has been really wanting to know some of your FPL tips. I, I just <laughs> want to ask you, uh, do you have any Wolves players in your fantasy Premier League at the moment? Not at all. <laughs> but if there's, no, one, no, if, there's, if there's one Wolves player that uh, anybody should try to bring in, who would it be, do you think? Uh, Wang? Jose Sa. Ah, oh, the keeper. Wow. Okay, the keeper. okay. Uh, uh. The keeper. Fair uh, enough. Uh, I mean, certainly with Raya's injury, people will be looking for keeper replacement. So, Harry, not bad. Jose Sa, who's your captain then? Can you tell me that? My captain is Cristiano Ronaldo. Wow. And you're sticking with him? Definitely. Definitely okay. sticking with him. He has so your armband for the rest of the season. Actually, to be fair, it might be a good um, shout to put Salah captain, how he's performing right now and the form okay. he's on. That might be a good decision. But, okay. You know, you never know when Ronaldo's going to score four or five goals in a game, so. That is yeah. true. And here I was thinking of taking out Ronaldo soon on my FPL, but <laughs> I'll follow Harry's advice for now, but if he comes back to haunt me, I'll come looking for you, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> the, way uh, Harry I talk about, the way I talk about FPL, you think I'm flying in the league, I'm actually struggling, man. That's why I'm so my, for advice. I'm struggling so. as well. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm struggling, struggling as well, and usually I start well, but uh, oh well. Uh, if you start badly, I think probably you will end well. That's the hope, at least. Hope. That's my uh, hope for Manchester United as well, guys. I don't know yeah. what you guys are even talking about. <laughs> uh, before we let you go, of course, we've got a rapid-fire round. Just five quick questions that uh, require an immediate answer. I'll start off first by asking you, what are two things that make you a Singaporean? My blood. <laughs> and... My love for the way I speak about Singapore to everyone. I, I've got the next question, but sorry, I just need to come in with something. Harry, you've obviously been in way in Singapore for a long time. Do you still have a Singaporean accent in you? <laughs> not, not as strong as my family, not as strong as my mom and my grandparents. Okay. I, think, I think I have a bit of an English accent now. You know, I've been yeah. here four years. Yeah. I think I sound more English than I do Singaporean now. Can, yep, can, can you peel a few layers and find that Singaporean accent for us? Or is that too much I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I, I'll come back next to you time, on this next time, I see you time. in Singapore. Fair. Fair. Going back to rapid fire. If you had to eat one local dish for the rest of your life, what would it be? Chicken rice. Oh okay. my God. Yes. Chicken rice. <laughs> when I chicken say chicken rice. rice to a lot of people, they tell me that chicken no. rice is such a plain dish. But come on. No, they don't understand. I say yes, they don't understand. People here. 
I say chicken rice to people, they think, oh, what was he talking about? I have chicken rice every day for dinner. Like, they just put chicken on rice. Yeah, they don't yeah, understand. Yeah. They don't have the soy sauce, the chili sauce. Do you, do you have a favorite understand. chicken rice place in Singapore? Um, do I? No, I don't think I do. Okay. Anywhere, okay. anywhere I love yeah. chicken rice. Any good food court. Chicken rice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Any food court I like. Okay. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot here a bit. Uh, who is your favorite Singaporean player? Wow. My favorite Singaporean player is my friend, Ilhan Fandi. Wow. I, I knew he was going to go for his friend and <laughs> I was proven right. But, but I just want to ask about that. Uh, what is the potential for Ilhan Fandi, do you think? You know, how top uh, level can he go? Yeah, you know, he's a, he's, he's a good player. He's grown a lot physically. Um, his brothers are very physically big. So I think he's just getting into size, you know. Mm. He's a great player. I haven't seen him play too much recently. I think he's I think he's been injured. Um yep. yeah, so hopefully he gets back to full fitness um soon, soon, soon. Harry, next question. I think I vaguely know your answer, but anyway, favorite international player. Uh, um Neymar. Why? Oh, wow. That's a shock. Yeah, I thought mm. you were going to go Ronaldo. Nah, Neymar. Okay, okay. Mm. Why? I like the way he's just exciting. Okay. Like football okay. is a game for the fans, you know. It's, 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 it's a game of fun. And he plays the game in a fun way. And he's exciting to watch. So I enjoy watching him play. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, last question, of course. What is your preferred kit number? 27. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Harry, yeah. thank you so much for taking some time from your busy schedule to speak to us. Uh, plenty of fun that I had talking to you. I wish you all the best on behalf of Singaporeans. Uh, we wish to see you in the English Premier League someday. I hope to see that happen. Uh, yeah, All the best in your career. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, guys. Harry, it's been an absolute pleasure. We wish you all the best. Don't worry, I'll have chicken rice for you. You take care and keep <laughs> doing what you have to, okay? Okay. okay. Perfect. Thank Cheers. you, guys. Wow, Deepen, that was something else. For those questioning this guy's Singaporeanness, almost, having spoken to him, having heard him, especially midway through when he answered their question, this boy, Harry, is born and bred Lion City boy. And what are your thoughts on his recent decision to renounce his Singapore citizenship? Uh, look, I think like, like he mentioned, uh, or rather from what I understand, uh, I think it was a family decision to, to renounce his uh, citizenship. But clearly, you see from his answers, he, he wants to play for Singapore. Uh, I think when you grow up here, especially like him for, until you're 13, you definitely have Singapore in your blood. You definitely want to represent Singapore at the higher stage. Uh, but I think certain things are out of your hands. I think um, you ask any, any male person, any footballer who's got a chance uh, at a top-level club in Europe, uh, would you want to give up that opportunity to come back to Singapore to serve national service? The answer is obvious. I, I mean, it is it is obvious. So for, for the brickbats out there, uh, I ask you, you know, if you had a son or a daughter even, you know, going to a top-level club in Europe, uh, having to give up something in Singapore, would you or would you not support your son or your daughter? I think the answer is obvious, right? So I, I don't understand these brickbats. Um, I'm really proud of him as a fellow Singaporean. I, I really hope I really hope he goes on to represent Wolves in the in the in the English Premier League. Uh, I hope he goes on to have a solid career in Europe. Uh, and I still, still, I know people call me optimistic. 
Uh, I still hope someday uh, I'll get to see him in a Singapore national jersey. Uh, what about you, Raushan? I mean, I mean, in terms of this whole uh, NS issue and all, do you feel that it's about time that we do something about this? I mean, we have talked about this for so long. It's not a new issue because of Harry. Uh, we've exactly. had this for so long. Uh, yeah. Do you think something needs to be done at this moment? Like where it, around us in Malaysia, we've seen some, we've seen Dion Kools, uh, a Belgian-born uh, defender play for Malaysia. We've seen Philippines, you know, take on uh, dual citizenship footballers. Is it I time think, for Singapore to do that? I think it is on paper, of course. Obviously, the time is now, right? But what is most optimistic for me is there are players like Harry who come along and force the decision makers to rethink things. As long as we are just bellowing this, saying, oh, the removal of NS will help player development, until they actually see a player break the mold and develop by their own accord, they won't be urged to do it. What Harry has done might almost be a watershed where he's gone out there, he's secured a Premier League contract and having spoken to him, he looks like he's going to make it to the very top. And I think it's instances like that that people realise, parents need to realise that they need to be brave in their choices. And I think Harry's dad needs to take credit for being brave, making decisions for his son for the betterment. And in life, you can't have it all, right? You speak to Harry, he wants to be Singaporean, but he wants to be a top-level footballer as well. So when you choose the two, which one are you going to choose? The, the choice is obvious to me, really. So it's really just heartening to see Harry fly the flag, so to speak, and really force decision-makers to rethink. Because to answer your question, I think they need to reassess how things are made, how things are decided, and almost go for it by a case-to-case -case basis. Look, Deepan, I can sit here all night speaking to you about this, and the fans listening in, I'm sure you have plenty of comments and thoughts on this as well. So get involved in the comment section. Tell us what you think. Tweet us. Find us on IG. Speak to us. And be sure to subscribe to the T-Final Whistle YouTube channel as well. Yeah, just before we end things off, uh, I just want to say one thing. Uh, it should never, ever come to a point where uh, Singaporean youth has to choose between pursuing something at the top level and having to choose to not give up Singapore. It should never be a choice. You can, you should be able to say, I can do both. I can go and reach the top. At the same time, I can still represent Singapore. It should not be one or another. And that's all I want to say. And again, thank you so much for watching the video. Uh, do share, subscribe, and, and really keep supporting us. And of course, Harry Bird Whistle in Wolves.